Do you like to learn about random wild stuff? You know, the things you didn't think you needed to know about, then realize you should? Then welcome to Nothing Off Limits, the podcast that gives you one place to go for something different. Impress your next party guest with your unusual body of knowledge. And if you dig the show, get more information at ladyfoxentertainment.com and subscribe, rate, or review. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nothing Off Limits. You know, many of us harbor self-defeating attitudes about work, our relationships, the list goes on. Today's episode is about providing you with great tips on getting over yourself already and getting out of your own way to become the best version of yourself and achieve greater happiness, joy, and success in all areas of life. And we're going to be getting all kinds of nuggets of awesomeness from our guest, Ray Ippolit, somebody that I know and I happen to adore greatly because he happens to be my personal life coach. I'm going to tell you a bit about him. Ray is known around the world as the inner matchmaker. Ray shows people how to out their inner awesome and attract the soulmate of their dreams by becoming the one to find the one. He is passionate, free-spirited, and full of life, and Ray believes that finding unconditional love and acceptance is a journey that begins within. He teaches that great relationships begin with self-love, and that becoming the best version of you is the fastest way to magnetize your perfect partner, create your dream lifestyle, and make your biggest difference in the world. That's big stuff. Ray believes that gay men in particular have a special purpose on this planet, to teach the world the art of unconditional love, and that having it all is possible, no matter what your current situation or background. Today, you're going to hear his personal and incredible story. And I know for sure, Ray's life is awesome. He tells me about it, and I'm so envious. Please go to his website. It is outyourinnerawesome.com. Ray, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much, Michelle. I'm so happy to have you. Uh, I am very happy to be here as well. Thank you for uh, having me on on your podcast. Yes, and I love the name of your company, Out Your Inner Awesome. Yeah, don't you love it? Yes, it's so perfect. (laughs) And it has so many meaning. It has double meaning, which makes it even more special. And, um, And I want everybody to know how much I dig you because you've been helping me along my own journey for the past several months. And so I want everybody to know that this is a special podcast for me. Uh, thank you. And it's, it's very special also to, to have seen you bloom and really living your dream because this is what so many people do not do is to really take a leap and follow their heart's passions. That's so, so congratulations. True. Thank you, Ray. All right. Before we dive into the substance of all of this great stuff, I would love for you to share with our listeners your personal powerful story. So my story is I am I was born in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and um, I am a gay man that was bullied, and uh, I found myself now forty-seven years old, and um, I've had it all where I was making six figures, and something happened where. I really had to address a lot of the things that happened in my life. First, dealing with my HIV, which was one of the biggest slap in the face, and um, overcoming that. And I found myself in that darkest moment of my life losing my sister, which was the end of the world for me. 
And it's at that moment that I really woke up and really realized that life is about living it every day fully. And in order to do that, you have to really focus on your inner self. Yeah, you were so close to your sister, right? Oh my God, she was uh, the most amazing, brilliant woman, really an, an, an angel and a light on, on, on this planet. May I ask what happened? She was, um, she was murdered. She was murdered. Wow. Yes. I chose to really focus on the lessons mm-hmm. because imagine focusing on um, the, the ang- hows, the hows, the anger, um, because in everything in life, it teaches you a lesson. So it's more important to focus on what every single circumstance is here to teach you. Mm-hmm. And by learning it and living it and sharing it, you evolve. I want to also know, um, when did you come out and how did your family accept that when you did? I came out when I was 23 years old. My mother almost committed suicide. And before I came out to her, I had to really come to a place where I accepted myself because um, family is a big value of mine. And did you know she was going to react so strongly? I had the intuition, but not to that extent where she That seems have... really over the top to me. Yes, but imagine you live, you live in a culture where they've been brainwashed to think that homosexuality is evil. Oh, uh, wow. Speaking about belief system, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which and, we'll get to, yeah. And being a Catholic woman, uh, my mother is the type of person, she visits the Pope, and her son is gay. This is the end of the world for her, you know? Right. Um, but what I know from my core is that every gay man is here on this planet to fulfill their purpose of spreading the love on how to love others unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And so you had to do that with your mom. And I had to do that with her. And that starts first by you loving yourself unconditionally and loving others unconditionally, no matter where they are at in this stage of their evolution. Mm-hmm. Because that That's not them, easy to do. It, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. Um, what, what makes it easier is your connection to your why. We've always talked about that, Michelle. You can tell we them about have. that. We have. The why, the why, the why. So do you think that this whole why conversation is, is why people get in their own way if we start diving into our topic? Of course, of course. That they don't, they don't know their why? People do not know their why. They don't know what they believe in. And we live in a world where we are bombarded. Just look at right now what's happening in the media. Advertisement is taking over, brainwashing us to believe things that are not true. And we adopt so many limited beliefs from the second that we are born that are not truly in alignment with our truth. What is a limited belief? A limited belief is something that is not life-supportive, right? So what's an example? Let me give you an example. A limited belief is, I am not good enough. Mm -hmm. I will be happy when I get this. (laughs) That's a big one. (laughs) I'll be happy when I have that. And then you have that, and then you want the next thing, and then the next thing. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And we, um, 90, 90... 
5% of everything we do come from the subconscious. And most of the time, they are grounded in a belief system that is not life-supportive or speaking our truth. And so many people are running their lives living like that. Think about it. You come from a family where they have a very traditional path and you want to become a musician. And your father tells you, you're not going to make it as a physician. Physicians do not make money. You mean and musician. Yeah. <laughs> Musicians. <laughs> so, because a physician <laughs> makes money, to my no, knowledge. <laughs> Or artist. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's, I think that's a common example, too. A lot of people, they want to pursue the arts and their parents kind of um, in, a, in a subtle way make them believe that it's not possible for them to do that because they'll always be poor. Yes, yes. So imagine being young where you're very impressionable by your parents and you grow with that limited belief that you'll never make it by really honoring your calling and purpose in life that is tapping into the most brilliant talent that you're here to express. Mm-hmm. Imagine, so many people are living that way. Yeah, of course. And then they get to a point where they start really feeling this like like inner turmoil. Like they're not living their dreams. They feel very miserable in their jobs and their relationships and everything. And this drive to try to find something else, which I guess would lead to, I don't know, midlife crises and things like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, um, and, 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 and I'm happy that you bring that up. That's why I always tell people that it's important for them to own their story, to own their truth and to speak their story. Because there's a transformation that happens then where you tap in to the spiritual aspect of who you are. You tap into that inner world where you find alignment with self and all of those internal voices that drove you insane to always be striving for more without being satisfied and at peace within you. Mm-hmm. How does this relate to relationships? Think about it. Um, we pretend to be something that we are not. Um, I'll give you an example for, um, from experience. Being a gay man, um, before owning my truth, I always tried to live up to others' expectations, my fear of being seen for who I am because I was bullied as a child, my fear of abandonment because I was abandoned uh, um, for being gay. So you um, find yourself living in shame and not being authentic with others. And so did you find yourself um, just hiding the fact that you were gay from other people and and pretending and putting up a front that um, and not even addressing it and not living yourself or fully expressing yourself? In the beginning, uh, in my in my early 20s, that's the way I lived. And when, when I I'll give you an example, when I found out that about HIV, that was the end of the world. Think about it. Yes. Uh, coming from Haiti, where I am gay, I am black, I am HIV, there's not a place that I go to where I'm not going to be judged. Right. And, and it was known as a death sentence for a long time. Yes, back, back then, it was really, there was a, a big stigma around it, where yeah. people 
wouldn't even want to sleep with you or touch you because they think that you are a contagious disease. Well, they don't want to eat from the same fork back in the 80s. Yeah. You know, it was like that. There was just no education or knowledge about it whatsoever. Indeed. So that had to be very difficult for you to live your truth, as you say. So what did you do to, to work through that and, and get to the place you are now? I'm, I'm very curious because it sounds like this was some heavy stuff you were dealing with. So the first thing I did, I signed up for a course where I, I, I said, I'm, I'm going to come out about HIV on a public platform. And, and I said that I will tell my mother one day um, in a public setting that I am HIV and I will be inspiring her instead of making her worry. That has been my motivation. Mm-hmm. And Michelle, I finally told my mother that story because now I'm speaking about it, because, not because I'm HIV, but because it's about owning your story, right? Yes. And, and coming to terms, like fully accepting yourself. Fully accepting. Yeah. This is me. I am not perfect. Um, I'm HIV positive. I have um, be- used drugs to escape from reality because I couldn't deal with my shame. I've learned so much from it. And I am a loving guy. And I stand for greatness. I stand for people to live authentically. And this is my story. I own it. And this is who I am. So you took a course in order to, to get through all of that. Yes, I took a course and I came out. And um, what was the course? It was uh, Adele Carnegie. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I got the award for the highest achievement for public speaking. And what was interesting about that is to get out of that seat, to be able to face everyone was the most terrifying experience. For you, really? <laughs> oh, my God. They were all talking to me, telling me, Ray, you barely speak English. Ray, who do you think you are? <laughs> In your mind, yeah. And little did I know that all of those voices were living inside me. So that's mm-hmm. the transformation that happens when you tell your story. All of those voices that are internal, they come out, And it releases you and makes you feel free. So when those voices come out, though, how do you not listen to them? How do you get over those fears, those little, this little, like, you know, nasty devil on your shoulder of self-doubt and all of that kind of stuff? How do you, how do you address it when you see it coming up? How do you become more aware of it? And then how do you overcome it? First, you have to care more about how you feel versus what you think. Mm -hmm. And once you make that commitment... And you find yourself not feeling good, you become very compassionately curious behind uh, what's behind that f- emotion that you're experiencing. And in general, it's fueled by thought, a thought expressed in the form of a saboteur. What is a saboteur? A saboteur, you develop saboteurs, in, especially in your this first seven years of your life where you know, as a kid, we are very codependent on our parents. So um, we need to survive emotionally uh, and physically. So um, what we do, we develop patterns um, where we program ourselves to behave a certain way through rewards by, accept- by get- seeking the acceptance of others. And for instance, me, I'm a pleaser. A pleaser is a saboteur where 
I had to please others in order for me to find my greatness from within. So the pleaser in you is one of the saboteurs. Mm -hmm. How does that relate back to limited beliefs? It's a limited belief because not until you find yourself pleasing others, you think that you're not good enough. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just yesterday, uh, the saboteur was very loud in me and I didn't even realize that. I was running and running, running, trying to do things a million miles an hour and I was doing nothing. (laughs) 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 To the point that my computer crashed and I went to the Apple store and I said, Ray, you know what? It's time to slow down and listen to those voices. What are they here to tell you? Mm -hmm. Or you can just blame it all on Mercury retrograde. (laughs) That is true. But, you know, I always point the finger at myself twice because that's where the learning is. Mm. (laughs) Nobody wants to make it hard. (laughs) That's too difficult. That is true. And now, you guys, a quick word from our sponsor, Alpha Levo IQ, the all-natural brain pill. Are you always reaching for that second cup of coffee? Do you constantly forget where you put your wallet? And you feel like you can't focus and are frustrated by even simple tasks? Well, stop what you're doing and listen to this. The modern man is losing brain cells every single second. According to scientists, addictive but totally legal substances like caffeine, well, they make you kiss goodbye to concentration and your ability to think with precision. It's like the whole system is gamed against you. Listen, if you want to outperform your boss, earn more money, and finally unlock your true potential, put down that cup of joe and grab some Alpha Levo IQ. Formulated with all natural ingredients like Korean ginseng root and ginkgo biloba extract, Alpha Levo IQ feeds your brain the key nutrients it needs to become more agile, more responsive, and more in tune with your intelligent needs. Visit alphanol.com to find out why Alpha Levo IQ will make your cerebral life smarter in just seconds a day. That's alpha, not beta. NOL, like nothing off limits.com. And now back to the show. When you and I spoke offline, you mentioned that there are three questions that we need to ask ourselves um, about our own beliefs so that we can begin this process and get to your level of being able to have this self-awareness, this ability to take a look at what our feelings are rather than what we think and all of that. So what are the three questions we need to ask ourselves about our own beliefs? Uh, First, you you have to be committed to owning your own belief system. Right, And the first question that will justify that is, is that belief justified? Is it grounded into facts that can justify the fact that it's my own belief? Aha. So you first have to identify if this belief that you think is so strong inside of you is real, meaning it's belonging to you, or if it's something that you adopted from the environment that you were raised in or from people around you growing up, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Or even people you work with or people you're in a relationship with. Of course. All of it. All of it. Okay. So you have to first really take a look at, at your beliefs and be like, is this justified? Is this justified? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, do, do I have all of the facts to back it up? That's why when I tell people, get real, it's 
be reality driven. Really make sure that you look at things from a clear set of lenses. Mm-hmm. And the second one is, is it serving a useful purpose? Hmm. Is it in service of the common good? So give us an example of that. For example, uh, um, for a belief to be yours and to serve a useful purpose is I am right now looking to do something that is going to make a difference in the world and that resonates with me at my core. That is serving a purpose. That is your belief. If you, if you believe that you can make a difference in the world to make the world a better place, somebody tells you no, you better tell them, get out of your own way because me, I have already done that. <laughs> <laughs> but what about if we look at it on a, on a smaller level, like rather than this big worldly, like I'm going to change the world and instead look at it from like one little situation about, about providing value or, or having a purpose. How could that be applied in like a small way, like in a relationship or in a a work relationship? In a relationship, let's say um, a very good example when when people are online dating and I tell them, be the one in order to find the one. Mm -hmm. Set the example of what you want want to be so you can attract that same person. And what people do, they are reactive versus proactive. And an example would be if um, I'm going to make sure that I reach out to that person and tell them something that is complimentary. And people might say, oh. um, That's going to sound desperate. That's going to sound desperate. No, but if you're doing it for the purpose of making somebody feel good, not to seek attention, that is serving a purpose because you're contributing to the common good. Mm -hmm. Now, I like that. So giving a compliment, not because you want to get something out of it, but because you want to give. Yes, exactly. Mm. Because I think, um, and I don't know if it's like this in New York, but in LA, I think a lot of people are just like super complimentary, but they don't really mean it. I think it's just part of the the culture um, to talk in a certain way. And um, in some cases, um, and but I, whenever I compliment someone, I mean it. Because I'm not the kind of person to just lightly say something. If I don't think that uh, I like your shoes, I'm not going to say I like them. You know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. And you know what, Michelle? Uh, people trust that in you because the energy that comes from it comes from a place of truth. Yes. Yes. If, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're doing it for the sake of seeking validation of, or to belong or to be liked, Versus for the sake of wanting to make a difference that comes from a place of service, it's going to come from a totally different energy. That's big. And I see that so much happening with so many people. So I love that point. So what's the third question we need to ask ourselves? Does it make you feel good? Hmm. There we go. Back to feelings versus thinking, right? Yes. And if it doesn't make you feel good, it's not speaking your truth because anything that speaks your truth will make you reach that level of energy called peace. Mm-hmm. You know, I think so many people struggle with finding their own truth because of all of these limited beliefs and saboteurs and all this stuff. And and it, it sounds like it's something that you really have to work at and gain this awareness through effort. You're not just going to be like, oh, that's my saboteur and I'm good now. It's, it's a process, right? It is, it, is, it is a process, but it starts with you. It starts from within. 
it really starts from you making an agreement with yourself where you are going to tap in to higher fields of energy. People are stuck in, to look at life from the physical world where they are separate from others. And we are all much more alike than we think we are. Mm-hmm. And Agreed. once you own your story, you find yourself owning your own humanness and others see their own humanness in you. Something magical happens at that point. It's not about, oh my God, I'm that big hero. It's about, this is who I am. That's my essence. Mm-hmm. And being okay with it. And being okay with it. Mm-hmm. And you told me, there was one time when you were walking with your partner. What is his name? Um, Jim. Jim. You said you were walking down the street holding hands, and there were some people that you noticed looked at you, and you didn't care. And you had come to that point where you were just owning it and living it and being totally, totally fine with your own truth. Right? Yes, of course. And you I think that's beautiful. You become bulletproof from the opinion of others. I love that, bulletproof. Bulletproof. And also (laughs) the other thing that you said, besides becoming bulletproof, is having this idea or this concept of compassionately curious um, put put in place. So, And you say that a lot, compassionately curious. And so that's not easy for me to do. I usually look at something and I'm like, oh, hell no, I'm not dealing with that. (laughs) That, Did Michelle... (laughs) <laughs> what? that's a limited belief I know I just don't want to deal with it and so and you know if I think that it's bullshit I'm not gonna I'm not going to deal with it <laughs> um, and so you know what makes it difficult it's the fact that you're making those voices wrong because those voices you're the one that programmed them from day one and their their ultimate purpose really is they want to protect you from failure. Mm-hmm. They want to protect you from doing things that you have yet addressed from your past. Right. So to be compassionately curious, you have to stop, step back, and take a look at it, right? Yes, and say, what, what, what are they here to tell you? Mm-hmm. So if that person who really, really pisses you off, like on a regular basis, um, and you just want to run for the hills from them... Uh, Maybe take a look at that person and see, like, what is the lesson in this? What are they reflecting back to you that you need to pay attention to, right? Exactly. Because when somebody is activating something in you, it's because you have yet shown yourself compassion in the same things that they are activating you for. Mm-hmm. So when it starts with you. Why? What is it that person did that makes me feel so bad what is it in me that I've yet shown myself compassion toward? What is it? And once you start looking at it that way, you're like, oh. Oh. It's, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different kind of oh. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> yeah. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not pleasant. <laughs> that is not a pleasant place to go. It's not, but the funny thing is, sometimes we overcome it, but we overcome it without really forgiving ourselves. So somebody does it, we, we overcome it, but we think it's because it's wrong. 
Right. So instead of putting it outward and blaming it, putting blame on somebody else for hurting you, it's basically um, you have to just stop and reflect and be like, okay, this is something, this is my feeling. This is me. This is not about them. This is not about them. It's not about them. It's about me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there were three steps that you mentioned that are part of your program, Out Your Inner Awesome. And um, what are they again? Get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. Get real and get loved up. Mm-hmm. So let's <laughs> so let's dive into each of them. So getting out of your own way, what does that mean? Getting out of your own way is by really start having a practice of supporting beliefs that is in alignment with the things that you want to manifest in your life. Okay. As we talked about. So if you earlier. want you want to find a great partner, you want to find somebody to settle down with and so on. Um, what are what's an example of some supporting beliefs to get you out of your own way with that? An example of a supporting belief is the person that I am meeting is here and I know he's coming and I know by being present, by being open to love, that person will be, will show up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And it's a, it's a declaration where you are declaring from a place of feeling that you are going to find that person. Versus, I'm never going to find somebody in L.A. The dating scene sucks. (laughs) Which is pretty much how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I'm just kidding. I know there's someone out there for me. Um, It's just just a question of, are you ready? Well, right. And I think that that's a big part of it. And that ties to this whole idea of getting out of your own way. Right? Yeah. Because once you're ready, it shows up. Mm-hmm. A, 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 very, a, a, very, a very simple version of what is a relationship is two people that are ready and they own, have their own Louis Vuitton, whatever suitcase that they have. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's your suitcase, Ray. <laughs> Most <And> people... Are... <laughs> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and they're accepting each other's baggage. <laughs> ah, well, yeah, some baggage is prettier than other baggage. <laughs> or heavier. You don't want to carry one that is way heavier than the yes. other one. Yes, by the way. Break. Yeah, yeah. And and it's it's very true. Like, you know, my I usually have to pay an extra fee for my bag when I check it. So... <laughs> <laughs> You got to travel lighter, Michelle. <laughs> I do. It's like that Erica Badu song, Bag Lady. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> All right. So getting out of your own way, um, creating supporting beliefs, um, and, and, and really, really owning your truth. And that's this is all kind of tying together. So what's the second step? You said it was getting real or get real? Get real, own your story, and speak your truth. Because once you do so, you are speaking from a place of essence. You are expressing who you are. You're expressing what you stand for. You are expressing what you value. Because people, they have a very false sense of reality. They approach love from a resume-building perspective. Love is not about how good-looking you are. It's not about how much money you have. All of those things are the result of that inner world that is within you that is expressed through the words and the story that you tell. Mm-hmm. 
I like how you said that resume building experience. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, it's, it, it, they, look, they look at somebody's profile. What job does he have? Right. How much money does he have? What kind of car does he, um, he have? Yeah, but I mean, you also have to look at the reality of it. If you are at a certain level in your career, you're not going to want to be with somebody who's still in college. But of course, but of course. But Michelle, think about it. All, when people say that they don't have enough money, when people tell me they are not in a relationship, I always tell them these are symptoms of something that is happening deeper inside. Mm-hmm. Because so, your inner world is a reflection of your outer world. So you're saying that if you're healthy inside that you'll, you'll be in a relationship? Maybe the person is so healthy they're so sure that they don't want one, and that's why they don't. <laughs> if, if they don't want a relationship, um, that's, is their, that is by choice. But I'll prove you not because as physical beings, we have the innate desire to belong and to be loved and be cherished. Mm-hmm. I believe that. We do have that innate desire. And it's so important to surround. And when I mean about getting loved up, it's about really creating a surrounding by others that are really standing for our greatness. So this and is step three. This, this is step three in the process of get loved up. Get loved up. And it starts with you. So it doesn't mean get loved up in the bedroom. <laughs> well, maybe a little. <laughs> you know, it always leads to that at one point. <laughs> it's funny. I asked a friend of mine the other day and I said, um, what are your talents? Um, do you think that you have talent? He's like, of course I have talent. I am, I am really good in bed. Sometimes I sleep more than 12 hours in one go. <laughs> <laughs> he and I would get along really well. I'm the same way. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so getting loved up is not just about being good in bed or being able to sleep long. <laughs> it's, it's about loving yourself. It's about striving for greatness. And that's us with you. It's about own, knowing that you are amazing. It's, not, it's about knowing that you matter. It's about knowing that you're here to fulfill the purpose. It's about knowing that it's not about playing small. It's about being here and making this world a better place and surrounding yourself with others that want the same, where you share a common why. You have to be there. You have to be there in your mindset because some people may go through their entire lifespan and never feel this need to give back or have a purpose of any kind because they're just happy as, as a clam working their nine to five in a cubicle and going home and, you know, having a beer. Do you think they're really happy? I would imagine that there are some people who, you know, they got married, they had a couple kids, they have a job, they make enough money, they're happy going home, having dinner already made for them, playing golf on the weekend. Eh, I'm fine. I got a good life. <laughs> they're surviving. Yeah. They're not striving. Striving comes Ooh. from... Ooh. Surviving, not striving. S- surviving versus striving. Striving is really waking up every day with an intention, having a zest for life, knowing that you are choice at every single second. Thriving is about living life by design. Thriving is about honoring your goals because they are grounded in your personal core beliefs Mm. and you make them happen. That's thriving. 
That's going to get you to success. Yeah, yeah. Because there are people, though, who reach great levels of success without having this inner core, this feeling, all of these grand ideas of, you know, providing value to people and serving a purpose and all of that. They, they still meet with success, but like you said, they may not be truly happy. Exactly. It's, it's a definition of success. Would you say that it's a selfish venture to try to give back because then it'll make you happy? It all depends what is the motivation. If your motivation to give back is extrinsic, it goes back to the whole notion of you're always seeking a reward. Mm-hmm. Once you get that reward, you want another reward. And it's an uphill battle. Right, right. But once you own your story, you own your truth, now it's about, now I want to give back because... Um, that relationship that lives inside me, uh, I want to make sure that it's an environment that is pleasing and I want to make other people as happy as I am. Mm-hmm. It's How a did, very different energy. Um, in order to attract the one, you have to be the one. And so you have to do all of this work, get rid of the baggage, get out of your own way, get real, get loved up, and then you will magically attract the partner of your dreams. So is this what happened to you and Jim? That is exactly what happened. The the first time I met Jim, um, I felt a spark, and I was not ready. Really? I was not ready. And uh, three years after, we went on a date, and there was that feeling inside where I looked at him, and I told him, do you know you are talking to a guy that is almost pregnant <laughs> <laughs> almost i like that because i was i was um i wanted to have a, a child back then mm-hmm. and he told me that is gross <laughs> oh boy and i told him that is your problem but i'm not gonna wait for the one in order for me to have a kid so the following day what do, I, what do I ask him? Do you want to marry me? <laughs> <gasps> and? Second date. <laughs> Did he say, yeah, in a couple years? <laughs> He's like, you are crazy. <laughs> you two must have such a blast. We do. And um, now we are start, about to start a family. And um, we are both so excited to know that we are going to be dads. How are you doing it? To surrogacy. Oh, that's so exciting. Yes. Do you know if it's a boy or girl yet? We don't know yet. We're leaving that for the university side. Oh. Um, yeah. We're well, just very excited to, to be really living our dreams and to be together. And we're humbled by it. Absolutely. When's the baby due? In December. Ooh, a Sagittarian. Yes. I like Sagittarians because I happen to be one. Ah, You're going to have a fiery child, Ray. I'm just telling you. (laughs) Talking about karma. (laughs) Be prepared. 
Yeah, <laughs> I like, talk I about did. karma. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mom tells me, "What? Wait until you find your little one. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, it's gonna make me suffer the same way I made her suffer." Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're going to be compassionately curious and be way beyond your mom. I, I hope so. I hope so. I'm excited so. about 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 the journey. Your child's going to be well-rounded and wise beyond their years. That's my guess because of all of the amazing obstacles that you personally overcame and um, obviously you know you said you had you were doing drugs um, you contracted HIV and it really put you in this in this bad space and then look at you now with this amazing life your life is indeed awesome yeah it's because of all the things that you teach and you coach clients so before we wrap i want you to share with the listeners how they can reach you how what kind of uh uh, coaching that you provide and all of that kind of fun stuff where they can reach me um, they can reach me at ray at out your inner awesome.com and what i teach them is to become the one so they can find the one and the one being the relationship of their dream, the one being the career of their dreams. And it's all about knowing that inner success is the place to start. That's why they call me the inner matchmaker. Mm-hmm. They like it. I like that term. And then also, don't you do a 180-day transformation program, which is what I did with you? I do. I do. And um, I walk people to that journey where... Uh, I get them to be in alignment with their goals from a place of their core beliefs. And uh, I take them to that process that I walk you through. And I'm so happy to see that you're living your dream right now. Yes. You it, are doing it right as we speak. Yes. And, <laughs> and not without a lot of pain and suffering. <laughs> you are so amazing at this, um, Michelle. And I really want to present myself to the gift that you are to the world. Thank you. And I want all of your listeners to know that you are an expression of authenticity. You are a woman of value and you are doing amazing work out there. Thank you so much, Ray. It's been fun playing with you in this sandbox right now. <laughs> Likewise. Everybody out there listening, as Ray said, you can reach him at Ray at OutYourInnerAwesome.com, his website, OutYourInnerAwesome.com. Please reach out to him. He's amazing. I've worked with him for several months now, and um, he brings me, he makes me think. He brings me a lot of joy in my life. Um, he keeps me focused on my goals, and he, and he helps me stay connected to my supporting beliefs and to let go of those limited ones, and uh, it's made a huge difference in my life, so... I really encourage you to reach out to this amazing man. Thank you again, Ray. Thank you so much, Michelle. Have a great topic you'd like to hear discussed on an upcoming episode of Nothing Off Limits? Email us at ideas at ladyfoxentertainment.com. In the meantime, please subscribe, rate the show, and go to ladyfoxentertainment.com to sign up for our email list and to check out our resources page. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.